Let's continue with what we began some weeks ago. Leaving the realities of heaven on earth, I would have given it to Deacon Yvonne to finish the third part. But let's go to that, continuing to some things. The thing about uh, getting a revelation, faith comes by hearing and by hearing by the word of God. You'd have, you might have heard this manner, but you open your heart and, and this time you hear something so new and fresh and to encourage your faith, and to strengthen you to do his will. Let me tell you something, church. His will must, be, must become the very important thing you want to live for on this earth. No, more than anything. Thank God for all the properties and all the things that we desire to have. But listen this. We need to know his will and his purpose. And in Philippians 3, 17, 20, the Amplified Version I like it. Uh, brothers and sisters together, follow my example and observe those who live by the pattern we gave you. Now, as Apostle Paul says, there's a pattern we gave you. And then he says, uh, for there are many of whom I've often told you and now tell you even with tears, who live as enemies of the cross of Christ, rejecting and opposing his way of salvation. Whose fate is destruction? Look at this. Whose God, with a small g, is their belly, their worldly appetite, their sensuality, their vanity? Look up, pay attention to that. And whose glory is in their shame, who focus their mind on earthly and temporal things? Now that's a problem right there. When yours and my focus becomes Earthly, focusing our minds on earthly and temporal things. That's the beginning of problems. And then he says this, but we are different. I thought there were some different people in the house this morning. But we are different. Because our citizenship is in heaven. And I kept saying this, and from there, from, from, from there. In other words, our operation is from our homeland, heaven, from there. We have the perspective, I'm going to say it more and more in so many ways, until we get in. From there, we eagerly await the coming of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the, Philipp, uh, the same scripture, the Amplified Version says this, but we are citizens of the state. Commonwealth. Homeland, which is in heaven, and from it also we earnestly and patiently await the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, our Savior. Listen to what the Passion Translation says. There is, a, there is far more to life for us. We are citizens of high heaven. We are citizens of high heaven. Say, I'm a citizen of high heaven. High heavens, plural. That's our citizenship. And, and therefore, I, I, we went to John 3.31, Amplified, just a recap a little bit. Because I emphasize from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, the Amplified version says this, that we are born anew from above. And you remember, 
what Nicodemus, uh, his conversation with the Lord Jesus Christ, he said, you must be born again. Actually, it means you must be born from above. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. We must be born from above. Born again. We are born from above. We are born fast as earthly beings. But when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, we, go, we are born from above. We are earthly beings. We are eternal beings. We have received the life of God. God is in us. We are born of his spirit. And not only that, he gave us his spirit to indwell us. As a blessing right there, to indwell us. What does he do? He quickens even these mortal bodies. I'm telling you, believers in Christ ought to be the most healthy things walking on this earth. Things. <laughs> healthy. Seriously. So, healthy. Free from diabetes. Amen. Free from sickness and disease. Free from every, listen this, lifestyle diseases. Why? The Holy Spirit indwells us and, and quickens these mortal bodies. I think it was, was it on a Wednesday I was saying that if the flesh of a believer is cut, and there's an unbeliever flesh is cut, two pieces, yours should be more delicious. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Listen, there's life of God in us. Let me tell you the deliciousness of it. There's no sickness. There's no disease. There's a man of heaven living in us. I mean, he, living in this body. Oh my goodness, let me see if I can say, I don't, I can go on concerning being born again is so wonderful. But listen to this. Jesus is the first man to be born again. The first man to be born from death to life. Alright? But look at this. The Bible says that he was quickened while he was still in Hades. Quickened. By the Holy Spirit, the old King James Version say quickened. And when he was quickened, made alive, born again. In that state, he defeated the devil thoroughly for you and I. And the Bible says he took the keys of Hades and death. And when that man, Jesus, a born again man, was raised from, was, was quickened from in that spirit realm. Remember that was in Hades. When he was quickened, born again, he left that place having defeated the devil, as you find that in, in, uh, in uh, Colossians chapter 2 verse 15. Having defeated the devil, I want you to see this. this. Having defeated the devil as a born again man. You are set as immediately you become a born again believer. You are a devil defeater. If there is English word like that. This is not an English class. But think about this. When all that was done, he went to the tomb of Joseph of Armadia 
and entered into his body. And what happened? All the wounds, everything that had been afflicted by it, uh, on, on that body, when that born again man entered in, that body became whole and healed. The marks were left as a testimony. Not because that they, not because that they could not be healed, but as a testimony. But a born again man entered into that body in the, in the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. I have good news for you. There's a born again man living in that body. That body ought to be healed. Whole. Free from every oppression. Why? There's a born again man living in it. Say a born again man. Is living in this body. This body is healed. And whole. And strong. Just think about that. If you start meditating on that over and over and over again, there are some prayers that you'll never pray. Okay. Hallelujah. Why did I get into that? For someone to be healed. Amen. So that, do you know what that equals to? Long, healthy life. Our heritage. Amen. Okay. Now then, so we say in John 3, 31, actually says, uh, I'd say that you're born from above, but John 3, 31 says this, he who comes from heaven, that's John the Baptist giving a testimony concerning Jesus, is above all, from heaven above, is above all others. He who is of the earth is from the earth and speaks about things of the earth. This is big right here. His viewpoint and experience are earthly. He who comes from heaven is above all. So he says this, uh, his viewpoint, because he's earthly, his viewpoint and experience are earthly. And then I have a statement I want to make here, and I emphasize, actually, I said it last week, but in a a certain way. But let me say it today. uh, When you change your viewpoint, your experiences change. When you change your viewpoint, your experiences change. That's very important. Because you have, a, you have a heavenly viewpoint. What happens is this. You start having heavenly experiences. They're living on earth. Because you're talking of realities of heaven on earth. They're living on earth. You start having heavenly experiences. Heavenly encounters. The realm of the spirit is open through our Lord Jesus Christ. Every day, heavenly encounters. I believe that, you know, I prophesied, I spoke by the spirit of God some, I think last year, that the veil between this earthly realm into the spirit realm is becoming thinner and thinner. And therefore many are living this earthly realm and entering into the spirit realm to have heavenly experiences. And look at this. That's not all. They come back on earth and walk out those experiences. Downloads of heaven. Downloads of heaven concerning your business and concerning your life. Heavenly downloads. But you have to 
to, to want to experience that. Listen to this. We, we, are not, we are not bound by anything happening in this world. Or to anything. And, and many people who talk to them, they have many earthly experiences. We need to start changing our perspective so that we may have what? Heavenly experiences. Now then, so let me bring out some, some of uh, points here for the importance of understanding your heavenly citizenship. Importance of understanding your heavenly citizenship. One thing that will be notable about you is you will operate with the authority of the heavenly realm. The importance of understanding your heavenly citizenship You'll operate with the authority of the heavenly realm. Many people pray. But what is the significance of your prayer? People can tell there's a difference. What, do you know what that difference is? There is an element of his presence and his power. Amen? Many people can talk many words. But what's the difference of the one who's aware of his citizenship or her citizenship is they have that, that aspect of the presence of God in their lives and his heavenly presence. One can say, many people spoke, but when you spoke, I felt something in my heart. What's that? That's the presence of God. In Ephesians 2, 6 from the Passion Translation, I like it. He says, he talking about God raised us up with Christ. Listen to this. The exalted one. And we ascended with him into the glorious perfection. And listen to what it says next. And authority of the heavenly realm. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. Authority of the heavenly realm. That should be us in prayer. You know, I, I, I told this past Wednesday, but I'd had, we were conversing one time with Brother Kyoko, and he said something, and I said, man, I'm going to, to speak that more and more, and, and meditate and, and get more revelation regarding it. But two scenarios here of two people, the servant of Elisha and Elisha. Elisha comes out, I mean, the, the, the servant comes out, and the King James Version says, alas, master. In other words, that is a, a, that is a, a vernacular saying, <laughs> If you came from some parts of the, 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 the country, you go, guy, guy, guy. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a colloquial expression. Alas, master, we are finished, in essence. And, but Elisha said this, they do not fear, they that are with us are more than they that are with them. Oh my goodness, you start thinking about these two people in prayer. One is praying, oh God, King of glory, Master, please, Jehovah, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I beg you, I beseech you, you've said in Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Oh my God. Oh my God. Shield me. My shield and my 
And oh no, 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 no. That prayer is based on what? Blindness. Elisha, in the same meeting, say, oh God, I worship you. I've known you to keep your word all the time. Even in the thick of times, you always remain true. Look at all the angels. Look at all the horses of fire. Oh, how I worship you. And the other one is, ooh, ooh, ooh. It's, what's the difference? The ability to see. Praise God. Elijah shall pray from the heavenly realm authority. The servant is earthly. He's looking at what he's seeing in the natural, while Elijah is, see, Elijah is seeing both realms. Listen to my message I spoke this past Wednesday. Matthew 28, 18, the amplified version says this. Jesus came up and said to them, all authority, all power, of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So when he said, go, he said this. He's, in essence, he's saying, go in my authority and in my power. What is that? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He's saying, go in that heavenly authority. And the gate of it shall not prevail against it. So first is, You'll operate with the authority of the heaven realm. Secondly, you will separate yourself in reverential fear from the earthly, fleshly appetites. You'll, op- you'll separate yourself in reverential fear from the earthly, fleshly appetites. We'll do a little bit of reading here. Is that okay? Is that okay? Of course, this is not a political rally. This is a Bible teaching. Meeting. So let's read a little bit here. In Colossians chapter 3, the Passion Translation from verse 1. So my, my point is this. When we understand our citizenship, of, our citizenship is in heaven, we will separate ourselves in reverential fear from the earthly, fleshly appetites. Everyone knows what that is. Christ's resurrection, verse 1 says this. Is your resurrection too? This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits. That's Colossians 3 from verse 1, the Passion Translation. That's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. I told you, sitting with Christ, that's a place of honor, power, and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasure of the heavenly realm. Feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm, and fill your thoughts with the heavenly realities. So he's saying there is heavenly what? Realities, and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Look at what he says next. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life, and now your true life, this is where your true life is, is hidden away in God, in Christ. This is your true life, church. So when you tell, someone tells you, be real, you say, yes, I am. I'm in Christ. I'm real. Just be real about this. Show. Yes, I am. Now let's go to the next one. Look at this. Having understood all this, this is what it says in verse, four, uh, verse 5. Let's go to verse 5. <clears throat> Live as one who has died to every form of sexual sin and impurity. Dead. 
dead. Huh? If someone liked, let's say like what? Cappuccino, let me give you an example. If someone liked cappuccino and you went for their funeral, or they are dead, and you pass that cup, cup of cappuccino near their heads, will they wake up and say, let me have that before I go? Do they? They are dead to what? To, 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 to earthly, actually, uh, uh, what did I call it? To uh, earthly fleshly appetites. And then he says this, leave us one who died to diseases. Come on now. You ever seen in the, in the funeral, a board which is, you'll never see in the morgue, you go in and, and, and you hear cops talk, saying, ouch, ouch, he's called in here. Ouch, I need a bigger blanket. You never find that. Why they're dead? He says this, leave us one who has died. You all are shouting and praising God, hallelujah, all over the house. I hear you, amen, everywhere. <laughs> leave us one who has died to every form of sexual sin and impurity. Leave us one who died to diseases and desires for forbidden things. Including the desire for wealth. What? What? I beg your pardon. Which is the essence of idol worship. Let's go to the next one. When you live in these vices, you ignite the anger of God against these acts of disobedience. That's how you once behaved. In other words, this ought to be your former behavior and it's no more as a new creation. That no sexual immorality or sexual sin should be named among us. Come on now. No sexual sin or corruption or any kind should be named among us. Why? We are born anew. Our citizenship is in heaven. We are different. We think differently. We talk differently. We act differently. And then he says this, but now it's time to eliminate uh, this. That's how you once behaved, characterized by your evil deeds. But now it's time to eliminate them from your lives once and for all. And may I hear you, amen? amen. Yeah, once and for all. Let me show you some anger. You know the ones who like saying my anger. My anger gets hot. Don't own it. You are dead. Fits of rage. All forms of hatred. Cursing. Filthy speech. <laughs> and someone I ever talked to and they said something. And it happened to be a lady. They said something just um, some few years ago. And amazing, I was here in the compound. It was on phone. And I let it pass. And then I hung up. And then the Lord said this, I want you to correct it. I say, yes, I will. I called back. <laughs> I say, don't ever mention such a word in my hearing. And you need to repent of it because your heart is filthy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You need to repent of it. I apologize. I ask you to forgive me. Repeated word, the word that was so filthy in my hearing. The Lord said this, I want you to correct it. 
That's our citizenship. Amen. Their words ought not to come out of our mouths ever. Not only that, not only that, but ought not even to think of them. You're still here or you left. That, that's separation unto God and honoring God. Let's go into this. Uh, and then, and lying. I said lying. The Bible says lying. And I'm agreeing with the Bible. Lying should not be part of us ever, church. Ever. I'll say right here, even as you're shouting. Lying should never be. But we should never be identified with lies. Never, ever, ever. Okay, let's go. Uh, lay aside your old Adam self with his masquerade and disguise. And then he says this, for you have, at least this one you can rejoice, for you have acquired new creation life, which is continually being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you, giving you the full revelation of God. And then he says, uh, he says uh, verse, verse 11, yeah, listen to verse 11. In this new creation, life, your nationality, makes no difference. Or your ethnicity, education, or economic status, they matter nothing. I've removed your VIP position right now. And I'm introducing you to a higher V, 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 V. what do you call it, infinite, V, 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 and then P at the end. They matter nothing, for it is in Christ that means everything as he lives in every one of us. Hallelujah. So what does that mean? You'll separate yourself in reverential fear from the earthly fleshly appetites. You've seen that. And this and this, church, you'll want to please only one person, and it's your Lord, Jesus Christ. That's the only person you want to please and to live for. Remember in Matthew six seven Matthew three seventeen he pleased the Father and Father say the Father say this This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. I want that. Listen to Second Timothy two three to four from the the Passion translation about pleasing the Father, pleasing the Lord. Listen to this carefully. He says this. Overcome every form of evil as a victorious soldier of Jesus, the anointed one. Every what? Every form of evil as a victorious soldier of Jesus, the anointed one. And he says this. For every soldier called to active duty must divorce himself from the distractions of this world so that he may fully satisfy, or other versions say, he may fully please. The one who chose him. So divorcing ourselves from the distractions of this world enables us to fully please or satisfy the one who chose us. Amen? So that's the second point. The third one is this. You will focus on your heavenly assignment on earth. When you start understanding of your heavenly citizenship, you, you, and uh, you, what, what, you'll, what you'll be doing, you'll focus on your heavenly 
assignment on earth. This is where provision, when provision becomes a reality, and all the privileges of the kingdom of God, as you know your assignment and focus on it. When you know your assignment and focus on it, this is when provision becomes a reality to you. Do you know why many people are not experiencing the provision of God? Because they have not identified the assignment. Very critical, church. Your assignment on earth. You are not an oops, baby. You are here for an assignment. Do you know why mama, mama say it was an oops? Oops. Pastor Carla says, as if they don't know how it comes. That, she, she didn't say that. There's no oops, baby. No. God has a plan for you. But look at this. You must then find out what your heavenly assignment is here is, is, is for you. I'm here on earth. That's where your provision comes from. With the heavenly, listen to this, with the heavenly vision or assignment, there comes provision. With the heavenly vision or assignment, there comes provision. Your nation, homeland, is not poor. Your homeland is not poor. It's a kingdom. It has provision. It has assignments. Find your assignments. Get your provision. There is your provision. God is a God of purpose. He has set in his kingdom principles that assure yours and my provision, like what you heard about sowing and reaping, that's a kingdom principle. Tithing is a kingdom principle. Kingdoms don't change. So it's not like it passed with the new old covenant. No, it was before the, the, the law. It passed with the law. No, it was before the law. So tithing is a kingdom principle. You find your assignment, you find your provision. The kingdom of God becomes your priority. Do you remember Matthew 6 3? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and what? And his righteousness and all, 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 all. All these things shall be added to you. His way of doing, the Amplifier says, his way of doing and being right. So you find the purpose. You find your assignment, your heavenly assignment. Your provision is inevitable. Second Corinthians 5.20 I like it. This is your appointment to this earthly realm. We are ambassadors. We are ambassadors of the anointed one. Listen to this. Who carry the message of Christ to the world as though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips. So we tenderly plead with you on Christ's behalf. Turn back to God and be reconciled to him. Now look at this. It doesn't matter where you are, whether you're a minister of the gospel, you know, like in the ministerial office, or the vocation, whatever it is, lawyer, you know, you sell whatever you sell, whatever you do. You must know this, that there's a spirit of Christ in you reconciling the world through you. You need to find your assignment. Listen to this. You need to find your assignment. 
it changes the day of your provision. It will not be dictated by end month. Any day is payday. Because you have yourself the kingdom. Any day is payday. Now, now listen to this about we ambassador of the anointed one. Listen to this, what the Passion Translation says about that we ambassadors uh, to the anointed one. To be ambassadors for Christ means that we are, listen to this, his diplomatic agents of the highest rank sent to represent King Jesus and authorized to speak on his behalf. I'll say this again. Are you ready for this? Listen to this. To be ambassadors for Christ means that we are his diplomatic agents. Diplomacy runs in the family. We're diplomatic. Diplomatic agents of the highest rank to represent King Jesus and authorized to speak on his behalf. Listen to this. We are the voice of heaven to the earth, invested with royal power through the name of Jesus and authority of his blood. Woo! That's big. That's big right there. Do you know all, with all this what you, you're supposed to be enjoying? Heavenly Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> I hope you know what that is. Heavenly diplomatic immunity. You are above all. From above, and you are there for your. From above all, you have heavenly diplomatic unit. You better go study what that means to have diplomatic immunity. You know, diplomats. Usually they have a, an agreement when they come to, to, a, to a nation like this. They, they cannot be actually, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, charged in a court of law because of their immunity. You understand? Now, now, now what, what, that means a lot to the people of the kingdom. That means this. There's an immunity boost against sickness, disease, all that is happening in this world, you have the boost. The booster. Is it the booster? That's a better. You have the booster. Not boost. Booster. That's the immunity. Right there. All the time. You're protected from that. But I was told, uh, uh, when we went to Kitui, I think it's Dick Yvonne was telling me, uh, the Gatotos have red, red number plates on the vehicles, okay? So I told people coming from, uh, coming from Kitui, coming back to Nairobi, there was um, uh, a snarl-up, and the police were really checking uh, because people coming from Garissa, that's Garissa Road, yeah? And all that. So they, you, were you stopped? Okay, so several are being checked. I don't know who that. But the red number plates are not checked. You understand? That's diplomatic immunity. Now, the things that you're exempted from, 
They talk about Christ. You say, not me. I have heavenly diplomatic immunity. Come on now. Hallelujah. Inflation. What do you have? Heavenly diplomatic immunity. All the time. You need to think about that until it becomes a reality. Explodes within you. The Lord told me years ago, many years ago, I think that should have been 2005 or 6, I'm not so sure. I was coming from Karobangi South. Karobangi Light Industries, actually. We used to have a care fellowship there. And the old Outer Ring Road and the old, uh, old um, Vika Road. And then there was traffic jam. They are entering into Karyobangi South, uh, Karyobangi North, actually. There was traffic jam, and there were youths from that area, and I think coming from Korogocho slums, were actually coming in, and uh, coming uh, along the traffic, uh, traffic jam, and they were robbing motorists. They're actually beating them. Now, those who are used to having their, their windows down, and beating them and robbing them. And this is what happened. When I saw them coming and they were coming close, fear came into my mind. And I say, fear, I resist you by the blood of Jesus. I refuse to fear. I use my faith again as fear. Listen to this. Fear is your enemy, church. Don't tolerate fear. Fear is your enemy. Refuse to fear. It doesn't matter what is happening. You better say it with your mouth. I refuse to fear. No matter the diagnosis, no matter what is happening, what ought to be coming out of your mouth is, I refuse to fear. Fear is your enemy. Not a little fear. 2 Timothy 1.7 says that. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Refuse to fear. I said that, and fear left me. And then all of a sudden, I got a thought. Drive off the cab and move. I did that. Amazing. Amazing, there are only two vehicles ahead. I didn't know. And when I moved out of those chaos, God made a way for me. Those thugs, those robbers, didn't come close to me. Didn't touch my vehicle. Look at this. When I, when I was driving, getting close to the house, the Lord told me this. If you serve me, I will cocoon you. There are things that will happen on this earth, evil things, but I will not even let you know them or hear about them I will completely protect you. And I'm so thankful I chose to serve him for the rest of my life. Listen, that is heavenly, diplomatic immunity. It's available for every believer. And therefore choose to serve him. That there's lots of things that you'll, you'll, you'll experience there uh, protected by God. Listen to this. There, because with all this, you'll enjoy heavenly diplomatic immunity, and there are bad, evil things happening in this world that 
will never happen to you. Never happen to you. I'll say it again. You will enjoy heavenly diplomatic immunity. There are bad, evil things happening in this world that will never, never happen to you. That you better receive that. And you better meditate on that. That's our citizenship. Red number plate. Do you know what that red is? The blood of Jesus. Immunity. From all what is happening in this world. <clears throat> Praise God. Let's go to Psalm 91. I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. Tim Allen given this to you, but let, let's go to this heavenly diplomatic immunity. Be conscious of that. Take this by faith. Don't fear. Refuse to fear. Listen. Don't listen to, to, to fear. Don't, don't watch fear. Don't do that. Don't let your children also watch any kind of, of, of fear bringing things. In fact, you won't prank people with fear. You don't do that. Why? Because there's no fear in God. I'm telling you, let me, let me read something to you as they go to Psalm, that's Psalm 91 from the Passion Translation. Um, I'm reading a certain book, and listen to this. Um, I read books, but I, I don't preach them as Bible truth. But listen to this person here that the Lord opened their spiritual eyes, and they say something about fear. Lord, will I get this? Lord, help me. Okay. Are we in Psalm 91 yet? Not yet. Miss if I'll find it. Reading a certain book, and it caught my attention uh, about that fear. Okay. Listen, this person says this. I can, I can say some things from the word, but this was someone's experience. So I'm not teaching it as Bible truth, but someone's experience, but I can validate it to the word of God. That they say that the first time they had, a, in a split second, they had a, an encounter. They were walking down the streets of London, and then they had an encounter. Their eyes are open. And they were seeing, she was seeing people walking, like in a slow motion, and then the first in a split second, I began to see all the spiritual clothes. Clothes, you know, clothes, like you are wearing clothes, each person was wearing. So in the spirit realm, people are wearing what? Clothes. Now look at this. As they walked by, I could see that all the clothes, quote unquote, had words written on them, such as lust, greed, depression, and, and fear. What, are you, what clothes are you wearing here today? Cloth of righteousness. You didn't know that you couldn't answer me? I thought you were saying, yeah, righteousness, pastor. I have clothes of righteousness. Garment of praise. Garments of what? He says, uh, garments of praise. That's what I have on me. You aren't even sure? Now look at this. 
So as they walked by, I could see that all of the clothes of that all of that all of the clothes had words written on them, such as lust, greed, depression, and fear. I could see the clothing as well as I feel and hear it in the spirit. God revealed that the sounds, the sounds of these clothes were from the spirits they were associated with. And listen to this. Fear was the loudest. Most high-pitched, dreadful, screeching sound of them all. Fear. This clothing can travel great distances in the spirit. With the fear traveling the farthest. So that's why you should never, ever, not just because of this, but you should never, ever tolerate fear. Never, ever. Fear is fatal. It's a fact. It's been said. It's been, and it's coming out more. I told you when, when this began in 2020, after some years, you look back and realize what an imp this corona was. And him, you realize, and, and it's coming out. It's coming out. Do you know how, how it was made big? By media. Through what? Fear. Fear. The people who feared. Made big by, by media. But I'm telling you, I tell you, very, very, it's going to come out more. But I'm telling you, if you'll be allowed to see that in eternity when you go to heaven at one time, to see that demon called COVID, you'll be surprised. You say, God, help. Let me go there and punch that thing that caused planes not to live from one place to another, the whole world into a standstill. Do you know what the, 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 the seed behind that? Fear. And you know it's coming out as a fact that many died as a result of fear, not COVID. I have a mama who gave testimony, Tina and I a testimony. Uh, she was taken in and she had COVID. And she said this, I went there and I'm telling you, I, I had my card, she was telling us, I had my card, she's 72 now, I had my card, uh, my medical cover card, and uh, I was told uh, I needed oxygen. I was told this doesn't, doesn't matter. That was the last year, September. This doesn't matter. We need cash. COVID is not covered in this. She said she couldn't be given even an oxygen, oxygen uh, what do you call oxygen what? That cylinder, whatever it is, because without paying. Anyway, she said, I had no strength, completely. I sent a text that was by impression of the Holy Spirit to someone, please, quickly, I need some money. And money was sent to, to her, and that's when she was given that oxygen. But she said, I saw people just suffering, and they ended up dying. She was put in a, a secluded place, and she said no one would come in and except when they come with all those regalias in there. But she said, the fear, 
the depression and the oppression that was there was enough to kill me. And the doctors actually had told me that you're not going to make it just to let you know. You will not make it. Call your family members to tell them you are not going to make it. She was on a wheelchair. She has a ministry. She said this. I said, I could tell I could not breathe. In my heart, she said, the only thing that kept me was the word of God that I've heard and I've studied and I've prayed over the years. It started coming up in my heart. I could not open my mouth. I've been left in a room. They'll open a door and push food inside, in, inside that room. And I'm just there alone. No window, nothing. She said, that word inside of me started coming up. And started coming up. And started coming up. And then she'll remove the oxygen mask and, uh, uh, and try to say the word. But she said this, I had an unfinished business and I was not going to let the devil kill me. She said she fought to remove that oxygen mask a little bit to go to the washroom. She said for days no one came into the room. They just telling Tinanda. They said I was going to die. I sent a text to my associate. I said this, pray quickly. Pray, pray. But she said inside of me, I refuse to die. I saw death. She said, I saw death in that room, but I refused to die. Do you know one of the things that a person has to deal with? Fear. Anyway, few days after, she looked at the doctor. She said, they're they not doing anything to me. She said, I removed the mask and say, you must discharge me. She said, I could hardly talk. You, you, ma, ma. He said, we cannot discharge you. He said, you must. She said, if she to, I told the doctor, she said, I had no strength, completely. I told the doctor, I had no energy even to breathe. She said this, I told the doctor, if you are not going to discharge me, I'm going to discharge myself. It took her a long time to just open her mouth to say those words. You know what she was dealing with? She refused fear. Anyway, she discharged herself. Finally, they agreed. <laughs> she, she, she sent a text, say, come pick me up. She was rolled out on a wheelchair, and she went and she was put, she has a ministry, she has her own clinic. And she was put there in the clinic. She said, at least there I knew someone was going to be by my bedside 24 hours. And say, my nurses started doing the work. And I came out of it. And definitely, she was alive for 72. But she refused to die. Ibaridi na tumaliza. Utamaliza na baridi. Leo sijafaa jacket hii baridi natumaliza. Sasa kama baridi takumaliza mambo mengine yakija je? If you can run with the horses, if you can run with men, will you run with horses? Say I refuse to fear. I refuse to fear. I fear no man. I fear no devil. I fear no evil. I fear no cancer. For God has not given me a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I refuse to fear. That's your divine immunity. Let's, let's be finished with this. So fear is a no-no. 
I keep telling our grandchild, little Tina, that you fear nothing. She said, yeah, I fear nothing. I sleep alone. <laughs> In fact, it was this morning that the, the guy working at the house came and, and she told me, can you imagine Mr. John told me that he's, he's fearing someone can come and steal him from this house. And then I asked, what did you, 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 what did you tell him? I told him there's God in this house. She said, you heard her say that? There is God in this house. And she, he should not fear. And I said, and what about you? I don't fear. I sleep alone. I said, you don't fear, girl. Fear nothing. That's our attitude. That's our heavenly diplomatic immunity. Don't forget that. Don't accept anything that does not signify heavenly diplomatic immunity. Lastly, so the first one was this. <clears throat> Saying lastly, it does not mean we are ending the service. Okay? You, so don't get, don't get worked up. You know, just <laughs> but let's, let's, the first one is this. Importance of understanding your heavenly citizenship. You'll operate with the authority of the heavenly realm. Secondly, I said that you'll separate yourself in reverential fear from the earthly, fleshly appetites. And then thirdly, you'll focus on your heavenly assignment on earth. Church, that is big. Your heavenly assignment on earth. And then the fourth one, you will look forward, excuse me, to your rewards. You'll look forward to your rewards. Their rewards. To operating as a citizen of heaven. There it was, church. Believers will go to heaven, but not all of the same. Well, go to heaven, but there it was in heaven. And listen to this. If there be no rewards in heaven, then God is unjust. And we know that's not true. God is not unjust. God is just. All right? Let's go to 2 Corinthians. We'll do some reading here from chapter 5, 1 to 9. The Passion Translation. Hallelujah. 1 to 9. Listen to this. We are convinced. Oh, a conviction. We are convinced that even if these bodies we live in are folded up at death like tents. So you, you see that, that attitude is what? You fear no death. You fear no death. Say, I fear no death. Church, you should not. Never ever fear death. And I tell you this, don't let it take you prematurely. Let death, do not let death take you prematurely. By giving it power with your words. Death and life and the power of the tongue. So you ought to be saying, I fear no death. And you say before the Lord, if there is any word that I have spoken, that is inviting death in my life, I rebuke that. I repent of it. But I fear no death. I will not live here prematurely. You have the attitude of, this is the attitude. There is no disease that will evict me from this body. 
This is not just a house rent that was paid. I'm owned by God. It's not a house rent. You understand? You're not hiring that body. That's your body. And the price was paid by the blood of Jesus Christ. So give him the temple. And don't let anything take you out of that temple prematurely. I thought you were going to. We are convinced that even if these bodies we live in are folded up at death like tents, we will still have a God-built home that no human hands have built, which will last forever. Where? The heavenly realm. So I have, just stay right there, I have a God-built home. Phew. Man, those are privileges. And look at this, what he says. This uh, goes next. We, are, we inwardly sigh as we live in this physical tense. In other words, this body is like a tent. Longing to put on a new body for our life in heaven. I look forward to that. But he said, I'm still here. I'm longing for that. And we inwardly sigh as we live in this physical tense, longing to put on a new body for our life in heaven. And God extends. In the belief that once we put on our new clothing, so this is the only clothing that you're supposed to have, a spiritual body in righteousness. We won't find ourselves naked. Be clothed all the time. Be aware of your righteousness in Christ. You're not found naked. Uh, and when he finds you naked, do you, know, do you know what he puts on? Lust, greed, and on and on and on. But when you are clothed, that's it. That's your immunity from all what is happening in the world. And then he says this. So while living in the tent, we groan under its burden. Do you feel that sometime? Have you ever felt that way sometime? That, oh God, if I can come out of this body. Don't be saying it too much. Do you understand that? We want you here. So while living in this tent, we groan under its burden. Not because we want to die, but because we want these new bodies, the heavenly bodies, we crave for all that is mortal to be swallowed up by eternal life. Sure. The, the, the other version say, the New King James version say, so that the, the mortal may be swallowed up by the immortality. That was like Enoch. He walked and he was not because God took him. The Bible says he walked with God for over 300 years and one morning he was not because God took him. What is that? The mortal was swallowed up by the immortality and he, was, he entered into the glory of God forever. We don't have to wait until then. There are spiritual experiences as we get into the word of God. We make sure, listen to this. Let, let, me, let me give you a caution here. Your every spiritual encounter must be in line with the word of God. Every one of them. If it's not in line with the word of God, or if you cannot explain it from the word of God, forget about it. Always offer it to one who's uh, more mature than you and say, is this an encounter from heaven? Yes, if it aligns itself with the word of God. You, you understand that? All right? So, while, so 
And this is no empty hope, church. For God himself is the one who has prepared us for this wonderful destiny. And to confirm this promise, he has given us the Holy Spirit. Like an engagement ring as a guarantee. So the Holy Spirit inside of you is an engagement ring. You're engaged. You're engaged. Amen. If you're single, don't say too much. You understand around, around the brothers. I'm engaged. <laughs> say it by the Spirit inside. <laughs> don't go around the brothers. I'm engaged. They, they think you're engaged, so the brother wouldn't come close to you. Okay. That's why, church, we are always full of courage. Even while we are at home in the body, we are homesick to be with the master. Listen this. For we live by faith, not by what we see with our eyes. We live with a joyful confidence. Yet at the same time, we take delight in the thought of leaving our bodies behind to be at home with the Lord. Do you look forward to that day? I do. I really do. I really do. There's a time I would meditate and meditate and talk about heaven and talk about heaven and talk about heaven. And I'll tell Tina, we're going to sleep tonight and I may be in heaven for some hours. And then she told me, let's agree, honey. When that happens, you'll come back. I say, I will, I will. No problem. I will come back. And I'll, I'll go to sleep just expecting that. A heavenly experience. Look at verse 9. So whether we live or die, we make it our life's passion to live our lives what? Pleasing to him. Whether we live or die, this is our life's passion. I've given you right now, your life's passion is to this, to live your life pleasing him. That's your life passion. You please him. And listen this. Uh, uh, listen this in verse, verse ten from the Amplified Version. I need to read this one from the Amplified Version. Listen this: For we believers will be called to account and must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And remember, the judgment seat of Christ is for all believers will appear before Him. And, and it's not like to separate. Remember, the, the gods have already been separated. But as we appear, this one's for the things that we did in the flesh. This is for rewards, the things that you have done. Every sacrifice that you have done for the Lord is not lost. Every sacrifice you'll ever do for the Lord is not lost. Look at this, what he says is, so this is the judgment seat of Christ for believers we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may be repaid for what have been done in the body. Listen to this. Whether good or bad. That is, each will be held responsible for his actions, purposes, goals, motives. Church, I may not, you may not see my motives. I may not see your motives. But there is one who sees all motives of men. Let me give this uh, 
100,000 shillings that everyone may see it. I usually say in those Arambe functions, they get their instant rewards. So-and-so has given us 50,000. Those are the rewards. It doesn't go beyond that. And then the other one, he gave 50. I'm going to give 100. That guy cannot be rich more than I am. Let me show these people. And comes in and say, and now there is this one who has given 100,000 shares. It becomes louder. And then you, you've been believing God. You've done by faith. You go. And you give your 10,000 shillings. Say, Have you ever noticed the voices are different? The more you give, the more they shout. Rewards. They're being given rewards right there. But listen to this. So the motive is very important. Why have I given what I've given? Why have I done what I've done? It says, it says this. And, and then, um, that is, each will be held responsible for his actions, purposes, goals, motives, the use or misuse of his time. The use or misuse of time. So the heavenly kingdom does not know killing time. Don't ever say that. I'm killing time right here. Don't kill any time. The heavenly kingdom doesn't know that. Listen to this. They use or misuse of time, opportunities, and abilities. Every one of them will be held responsible for these actions. And all that we did. But for a believer, you live by faith, you do it as unto the Lord, and you're looking forward to the rewards. Listen, you can't look forward to the reward if you haven't done anything. That's why it's so critical for you to know your heavenly assignment. Church, you may be, you, the Lord may impress you that in that church I want you to be faithful, praying for the pastors. I'm praying for that congregation. No one knows, but you are faithful in doing it. And but the Lord told you, this is your assignment in that church. Just pray. You do it faithful, faithfully. It's amazing about the rewards that you'll get by being faithful to God. So this is my admonition to you. Be faithful in whatever God has called you to do. Are you seeing misuse of time there? Huh? Just think about this church. Now, this is from the heart of love. Even all of us, if by just before 10 o'clock, we are already here in church. Do you know we'll start a service on a high note? Huh? I'm saying to every one of us, if you are the last one to come, I need to hear your amen. Oh, did I hear amen back there? Thank you, brother. Thank you, sister. <laughs> But, 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 but look at this. If, if just think about us. Just before 10 o'clock, we're right here on time. And we're ready. We're ready. We're ready because it's a privilege to worship the Lord. Think of how many things will happen, an explosion in our lives. I really do encourage you, make use of every opportunity that the Lord has given to you. This is the day. We don't know about tomorrow. 
But this is the day we need to take every opportunity as if the Lord is coming here, coming back today, and we worship and honor him. Hallelujah. Did you get anything out of this? That was part, part three. I want you probably to stand up and then we can do part four. Why are you laughing? Is that a yes or? Just stand up on your feet now. This is for today. Let's stop right there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going, just believing God even for this moment. The, the people right now, I, I know, that even you don't know why you're here. You don't know your purpose on this earth. You just don't know. God wants to make that real to you. You just don't know. And I'm asking you today to ask him right now, Lord, what's my purpose? And, and, and before you ask, expect to hear from him. And I sense there are some that you once knew, but it's no longer life as it used to be. You have even doubted if that was really God who told you what he told you. But I'm telling you, God spoke to you. But what you needed to do is to renew your mind and keep that, that afresh in your heart. It's been 25 years, I think this, this coming uh, August, 22nd August, it will be 25 years in ministry. But I'm telling you the truth. And I'm telling you verily, verily, like Jesus would say, it's so fresh in my heart as it's ever been. Because after having known your assignment on this earth, the big thing that you have to endeavor to keep is to steward it. You steward it. What is that? Like what I've told you, you separate yourself for the Lord. You pursue him, you seek him as a lifestyle. And you don't do your will. You always desire, God, I just want to do your will, not my will. And you endeavor to do that all the time. Let me tell you something that will mark you if you're walking in God's purposes or in God's purpose, there's always peace in your heart regarding it. You will know peace of God deeply no matter what happens in this world. So I want you to speak to the Lord and I'm going to release something in the spirit for you to be able to hear the voice of God. Father, just lift up your hearts. As your people ask you for their purposes on this earth, their heavenly assignment on this earth, as citizens of heaven, I'm asking you by the power, through the power that is in the name of Jesus, that you may reveal it to them. Open their eyes, Lord, that they may see the things that you have called them to do. Open their ears, Lord, that they may know and hear your voice concerning the assignments. And Father, I'm also praying for those who once knew, but they have not stewarded your assignment upon their lives. 
I'm asking you for your grace and your mercy. And I'm asking you, Father, for clear vision concerning that dream that you gave to them. Some that you've waited for that dream for a long time and you somehow got discouraged. God is reviving that dream again. Thank you, Father. Go ahead now and ask him. Go ahead and speak to him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for an open vision, heavenly vision. The opening of minds, the opening of our hearts. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost. Angela resting is in the Bokori Shidi Bakada Yadana. Grace to the bros to the Kesari de Bakaya Dasiri Shidi Bakrande Mangresi Kedabako Shidi. Yelila Stedai, the Bano Rastake is the Bokro Shidi Bakaya Dabasikida. Kekila rose rechteba rande mangre se deke da balula suda ke sherine bagadia Yelela standaya Korade karande gerede brose de brande gerede ke saka shara da bakroche de ke da ka yadebe Aleya lesteya Olole stangeya radaba rode ke stekesha diado barode adea Ole standaya Langelere de brosere de baka shere de barose de keseke. Your mercy, Lord. Your mercy, O God. Your grace, O God, in your house today. Gedare da brade kestere de brando gayada. Geda krase de baka shere. Thank you, Father. Father, thank you for the supernatural visitation upon your people and the things that you have placed in their hearts concerning the kingdom. The reviving of her, of purposes, and of visions and plans that you had put in the hearts of your people. I release that in the spirit. The realities of heaven upon the minds and hearts of your people. I release that in the spirit realm. The word of God becoming alive in their hearts and in their mouths. I release in the name of Jesus dreams becoming alive, visions becoming alive, the supernatural heavenly call becoming alive upon their minds and hearts. Father, I bless your people in the name of Jesus even as we step into the new month, the month of August. Father, I speak your blessing upon your people. That the Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Even as you go into this month of the elections, you shall know no fear. Do you have now that Passion Translation, Psalm 91? We shall, have, we shall know no fear, but the blessing of God and the protection of God in the name of Jesus. Now look at this. I want to declare this Psalm 91 over you. The Passion Translation. You abide under the shadow. I want you to confess it I, and I'll show you how we go. I abide under the shadow of Shaddai. I am hidden in the strength of God most high. Say it with a passion. He is my hope that holds me and the strongholds to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue me from every trap of the enemy and he will protect me from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive hands are wrapped around me, protecting me. I can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping me from harm. I will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against me. I don't fear a thing, whether by night or by day. Demonic danger will not trouble me, nor will the powers of evil be launched against me. Even in a time of disaster, with thousands and thousands being killed, I will remain unscathed and unharmed. I will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. Now, now listen to this now. Then he says this. When you, we live our lives within the shadow of God most high, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? Say, I live my life. I live my life within the shadow of God most high. My secret hiding place, I will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against me or disease infect me? God sends angels with special orders to protect me wherever I go, defending me from all harm. If I walk into a trap, they will be there for me and keep me from stumbling. I'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath my feet. For hear what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you love me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you'll feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you on. That's what God says concerning you. And then he says this, I will satisfy you with a full life 
and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. That is heavenly. Hallelujah. That is heavenly diplomatic immunity. You take that. Say, I receive this in the name of Jesus. And we say that and spray it all of our nation. We spray it all of our nation of this month of August. We spray it all of our district, every village. All of our nation in the name of Jesus. We speak the blood of Jesus over our nation. We stand against the evil one. We stand against every of his evil plan. Against our nation in the name of Jesus. And we plead the blood of Jesus. Of every village. Of every man. Of every city. Of every woman. Of every child. Everyone in this nation. We plead the blood of Jesus. Father we thank you. For your people. Every single person in this covering. I speak this heavenly diplomatic immunity and release that over their homes and over their businesses, over the work of their hands and over everything that you have called them to do. And I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.